dig that. Oh, hell yeah. She's a bad if I wasn't a Christian man, I'd probably be kicking in your way. Well, hello and welcome to the next episode of the JB's Low Tech Podcast. While the balls are in the air. What balls, you may say? College football, as weak as I call it, the first week was played this weekend. But I'm not here to talk about wins and losses and what bet won and whatnot. If you're here for the petty or a laugh or to be brought, by, brought to anger or just want to plain learn something, then you're in the right spot. Here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Wait a minute. Was that text you sent so important you missed your turn? So important you just ran a red light? Is that next text so important that you won't see the ball roll into the street and the child chasing it? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Please remember that having your eyes off the road for as little as four seconds equals 100 yards. That's the length of an entire football field. And when your eyes are off the road that long, anything can happen. If you need to text... Please pull off the road. Texting and driving isn't worth it. It's against the law, and it may cause serious injury to you or others, or even death. That's more important than anything you'll text. Please don't text and drive. I hope you're never hurt in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Working harder, going farther, with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. back here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast that was Play Lady Play by the group uh, For Play their jazz uh, ensemble some big hitters are in that group look them up For Play that's F-O-U-R Play and that again was because the ball's in the air uh, before we get to moving on what uh, what I'm here to pontificate about this week, let's go to the mailbag. I got to get a sounder for the mailbag one of these weeks. Well, anyway, another um, message or email from Paul W., who works in Minneapolis. Amen on the network uh, commentary. I think he was talking about where I said, don't trust people that have 
three letters or four letters behind their name, mean, meaning ABC, Fox, ESPN, CBS, and whatnot. Those reporters are told what to say or given a framework of what they can and can't say. So trust them if you want to, but that's on you when you when they prove you wrong. Also, joining the mailback this week is Adam F., who lives in Richfield. And uh, he had some interesting comments. Uh, his first one was interesting episode this time. Uh, he was speaking of the last episode that I had about, um, what was that? Oh, the uh, Re Revenge of the Nerds. Check that one out. That one is about uh, how the nerds, the power structure of colleges, the presidents, the board of regents and whatnot, are doing everything they can to make their athletic department self-sufficient. So they reap in all the other money that may flow on a campus. But then he continued to say, not that they're usually not, but this one. This was one of your better ones, I think. I don't, I, I don't know if Adam was telling me the rest of my shows sucked or if he was telling me that this one was better than most. I'll just take it that way. <laughs> I'm just pulling Adam's leg. I'm just making him a little nervous right now. So, well, anyway... Let's get into today's uh, podcast. And uh, the first uh, thing I'm going to touch on is power. That's a term that the TV people will always, sports people will always throw around. Power, power conference, power coach, power athletic director, power president, power, power. I don't, I don't know what that crap means. But is there a new power struggle in uh, CFP, in college football? playoff you have uh the big 10 and the sac who are there's an important vote coming up now since one of the conferences has lost their power the pac-12 and now they have to go back in and kind of tinker with and fix the 2024 college football playoff which was going to be the top six conference champions, and then six at-large bids. The rumors are that the SEC especially, but also maybe <coughs> the Big Ten, may want to structure it to uh, just the top 12 schools. And if that's the case, seven out of those uh, teams would come and combined probably from the Big Ten and the SEC. But there's also a thought that they'll just squeeze it down and it'll be the top five conference champions and seven at-large bids. But it'll be interesting to see how that winds up because that will tell you in what direction college football is going to are they going to just give in to the Big Ten and uh, SEC? Are they going to, are the other conferences and the uh, non-power 
com five the group of five as they're called are they just going to fall in line or are they going to uh vote against it and make it top five which would give them an in to the college football playoff so again power 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 <laughs> here's an uh, by the way has the big 12 done enough to be considered a power conference meaning are they on the same level as the big 10 and the sec i would say they're number three i think they've clearly have overtaken the sec with taking in um the four corner schools of colorado arizona arizona state and utah so It'll be interesting to see, again, how that power will come down. Notre Dame. Yes, Notre Dame is trying to flex its muscle, its power, by trying to get Stanford and Cal into the ACC to, to help them out. But here's the interesting thing. The best way to do that is would be for Notre Dame itself to join the ACC. But they won't do that because they want to remain independent. They, if they, when they join, I'm not saying if they join, I'm saying when they join, because within the next 10, 15 years, that's going to happen. When they join a conference, that conference will take off in fo as far as TV, media revenue, and everything else. So to help the ACC, they could jump in to, and join the ACC, bring Cal and Stanford in, and then they would jump the Big 12 as the number three power conference. And they also may get very close to the money that um, Florida State and Clemson want by leaving the ACC. But I, I can't believe that the ACC gave them a vote <laughs> on conference things when, they're, when they won't bring in their biggest access, uh, yeah, their biggest access and not access, their biggest deal, their biggest part they could bring, which is uh, Notre Dame football to the conference. All of other Notre Dame's other sports are in the conference, but not Notre Dame football. Again, they want to keep that independence. They want to keep the money from that big NBC contract. But that also may be the undoing of Notre Dame's independence if NBC decided nope we're done we don't see a value in you being an independent uh, your schedule isn't good enough with what we see now that the SEC brings and the Big Ten brings to its media partners so we'll give you an offer basically lowball you like uh, the media partners did with the Pac-12, and that will come up later as a discussion. But 
the nerve for Notre Dame to try to cram those two schools into a conference. They won't join themselves. Unbelievable. Yeah, just unbelievable. They they want to get those two schools in, but stay out. But then also Notre Dame knows this. If the ACC folds or dissolves like the Pac-12 did, then they probably, well, might as well join a conference because nobody else is going to give them a sweetheart deal of throw, just throwing in their non-revenue sports and then letting football still dangle out there as an independent. Nobody else is in a conference is going to give that to them. And by the way, can we stop the silly talk about the uh, schools like Duke and um, Northwestern, the Brainy Schools, and the Service Academies joining a conference with Notre Dame? Who would want that? It brings nothing to the table. Everybody wants to get all patriotic and wave the flag. Oh, yeah, we'd have a conference that would. Nobody would want to watch it. Not saying anything negative about people who serve. I appreciate people who serve. My dad served. He fought in the Korean War at the age of 15. Joined the Army at the age of 14. But fought in battle. And, and earned the Purple Heart at 15. I have a nephew who's done 20 certain, uh, something years in the Army. He's, he is now has the rank of the highest rank of a non-com can have. So not a great place to go if you don't have any options or you feel that'd be a great place for you. I'm just saying nobody would want to see that for uh, a sports conference. But does Notre Dame bring that much to the ACC? I don't know. I guess they, I guess they don't want to find out, though. Because if they wanted to find out, they would join the ACC and help the ACC. Again, power, power, power. What makes you a power football school? Is it that you play in a power football conference? Well, what makes a power football conference? They give these uh, uh, tags or titles or whatever you want to call it to what was called the Power Five conferences. Now it's down to the Power Four conferences. Uh, that is a, a tag that is given by the NC2A. I don't know how or why. The Autonomy Five and uh, the Group of Five or whatever. But I, you know, I, you know, I guess the amount of money you bring in the amount of money people are willing to pay to see it, uh, the kids who, the great recruits who want to come to your conference. I guess that's what makes it a power conference, and then in turn would make it a power. What makes you a power school? You know the conference that you're in. How much? How many students attend your school? Man, eh, maybe, maybe not. How? 
How many? Uh, oh, I said that one. How much money you you fundraise? Well, I can tell you something. I don't think that does. I used to work at a school that would be out fundraised by a lot of schools in the group of five. I don't think fundraising has anything to do with it. Here's one. I thought about how much money a team wastes on recruiting, uniform, travel, and staff. Now, from what I hear, that is supposed to show how much of a commitment you have toward football, how much money you're willing to spend on it. And I would say 40% of that money that is spent is just pure waste. Upgrading facilities every two years, adding stuff like a putt-putt golf and a, a barbershop and a fountain and a giant slide so players don't have to walk up and down stairs. They just can slide down. And all the other craziness that you find in football um, facilities. But here's the crazy thing. There was a, there were two, we had an old football facility and now we have what it's considered the new one. And I was a former student manager, so which would make me alumni of Golden Gopher football. Also, I was an employee of the University of Minnesota Athletics. And guess where I couldn't go? Unless I went over to see the equipment staff over there was the football building. So I don't even know what it looks like. All these great trophy cases and mannequins with uniforms on and all these banners, which my name is actually on one of the banners as a letter award winner for football as a student manager. But I couldn't see it because I wasn't allowed in the building. But then it gets, to me, it gets back to the question, when you do that, do you... Uh, Bite your nose to spite your face. When alumnus of the athletic department, be it that they played football or not, when they come back to campus, they want to see everything. They want to see what their school is doing and how it's doing and maybe how it can help. But when you cut off access to an area that they maybe want to see, you just basically told them they're not worthy enough to be a part of the program. And so why would I donate a dime if I was made to feel that way? Maybe it's a lesson that some people may learn. But wasting money is clearly 30 to 40% of what makes a power football team. Switching subjects, did ESPN and Fox kill off the wrong conference? Were they meaning to kill off the Pac-12? Or maybe they were meaning to kill off the Big Ten. I mean, not the Big Ten, I'm sorry. No, not the Big Ten. The Big 12. This, this number soup, it's hard to keep track of. But uh, were they meaning to kill off the Big 12 when they uh, 
quietly moved Texas and Oklahoma into the SEC, and they figured that they would give a big enough contract to the Big 12. I mean, here again, (laughs) all these numbers and conferences. They would give a big enough contract to the Pac-12 that they would stick around give them to something to show on TV after 10 o'clock in the um, eastern and Midwest zones and um, basically the the middle of America was covered because you had the southern part of the SEC and you had the Big Ten, so they really didn't care about the Big 12. If it dissolved, if it went away after losing Texas and Oklahoma, they would be, some of the schools would be taken in by the Pac-12, maybe the Big Ten, and life would continue on. But here's the thing that got in the way of their plans. And I know people are telling me I must be taking good drugs lately because (laughs) my conspiracy theories have been way out there. Well, maybe so, but some of it is built in truth. And here's the truth. The Pac-12, again, because of its arrogance, poor leadership, and the fact that their ratings were dropping out west and and demanded more money. When the Pac-12 went and George Klyovkov went out to uh, renegotiate their their media deal and was told somewhere between 30 to 35 million dollars per school they had other thoughts because some professor at one of their universities told their, told their president at that school, and I'm not privy to which school, so I'm not going to guess, but told one of their presidents and George Klyovkov that the Pac-12 was worth $50 million. Plus, there was a thought in conference that if it could get to $50 million per school, they could probably keep UCLA. In the words of Dr. Evil, $50 million. <laughs> and when George Klyovkov went back to negotiate with ESPN and Fox and told them it would probably take $50 million Fox immediately said it was out and laughed on its way out the door. And not too far behind him, ESPN said, this is our number, take it or leave it. And um, George didn't push back at his presidents who were pushing him for $50 million because some professor at one of their schools had told him, nope, this is our value. He kept pushing for the $50 million. Well, unbeknownst to George and the Pac-12 schools, the Big 12, and I'm getting it right this time, 
the Big 12 took that deal, ran with it, solidified its conference by taking group of five teams, Houston, Cincinnati, BYU, and there's one other. But it was, oh, Central Florida. And um, solidified their conference and made things stable. They had a heck of a, a deal. And also written in that deal, if you could go and get some more power five schools, they would get the same amount as everybody else. Not more group of five schools, but more uh, power five schools. And so that's how you wound up with Colorado finally figuring out that the Apple deal was worth crap or George wasn't, Klyakov was not going to, the commissioner of the Pac-12 was, was not going to deliver a deal worth anything, as we found out, $22 million in uh, car wash and candy money because that's what basically it was. They would have to sell subscriptions to get to $22 million. So they, <laughs> Colorado said, deuces, and was out. <laughs> said, peace out, and left. Which made the Pac-12 even more unstable. But they tried and tried, and poor George Klyovkov tried to keep lying to his presence. Hey, the, waiting is the greatest thing we can do. This deal would be unbelievable. He must have learned this crap, that, that line of crap from former President uh, Donald Trump, the art of the deal, by continuing to lie and lie and lie. But eventually the truth has to come out, and that's what happened. And once that happened, here are the things that came about on that faithful Friday. Well, on that faithful Friday, let's actually go a day before that Thursday. We have now found out that Arizona had agreed to join the, the Big 12, even though they were going through all the machinations of acting like they were going to vote on this TV deal and that they were possibly going to hang with everybody else they had already agreed to leave. So that's the big secret. Arizona is the school that made it totally unstable. And then when the Big Ten found out that Arizona had that agreement, that's when they reached out to Oregon and Washington. So the Big Ten didn't overstep. They waited to... Yes, they took two schools. They took UCLA and USC. And, but the Pac-12 could have stabilized itself just like the Big 12 did. But again, their arrogance, their lack of leadership, and stupidity of their, uh, of their conference director did them in. And so when the vote was being taken, actually, as discussions were going on, if the Pac-12 would stay, there was votes going on at Oregon and Washington if they would join the Big Ten. And here's the crazy thing about it. 
the board chair of directors at Oregon was on the golf course playing golf at a member guest golf tournament <laughs> as he's supposedly leading the meeting of the future of Oregon's athletics. That's how much, again, that's how much these brainiacs thinks about it. It's like, I'm not going to miss my member guests, my tournament. I'm going to play golf, and we're gone. I don't care. I don't have time to hear all this other stuff. We're staying and whatnot. So they voted to go, and Washington joined them. You know, they held out for a little bit more travel money, but they joined too. You know, and that travel money does not come from the Big Ten coffers. It actually came from Fox, who wanted them. So none of the Big Ten schools, schools took a haircut in the deal. And matter of fact, Oregon and Washington are not getting a full share. But I digress. Here's, the again, the key part. Arizona had already a deal with the Big 12. And the University of Oregon was so already out the door, their board of the chair of the Board of Regents was out playing golf at the time of the vote. Oregon, oh, the other thing, Oregon and Washington, when they took the roll call for the vote on the Pac-12 deal with Apple, didn't bother to show up. (laughs) So all this craziness is going on, and you were hearing reports that, oh, they might stay together. There's a strong chance, you know, you had people like uh, uh, Arbach. She she works, uh, she's going to be working for um, Nicole Arbach. She'll be working for NBC, and she's on Sirius XM, and she's been on the Big uh the Big Ten Network, who was still beating the drum, telling people, oh, there's a great chance that this looks like clueless. All this other crap was going on. Schools had already left. Schools were, like, so out of it, they were, like, playing golf. You know, one guy's playing golf and another guy's in a <laughs> at their board meeting in a cutoff T-shirt. They were so not into caring, these nerds, these directors that at Oregon, they were playing golf and weren't, they didn't even bother to put on a shirt and tie and a jacket. So, is the ACC in danger of being next? Well, if certain schools like Clemson and Oregon, I mean, not Oregon, Clemson and Florida State. Boy, this is so hard to keep straight uh, straight in my head. But Clemson and Florida State have their way. They would leave the ACC because they want more dinero. They want more scratch. They want more money. Because they think more money brings power, power, power. And it also is going to bring them better recruiting when they have to start paying these kids, straight out paying them. It's coming. Much as I hate hearing it, it's coming. So, as Dion says, I'm coming. It's coming. 
And so those schools know that if they fall behind the Big Ten and the SEC every year, that's 30 to $40 million. They fall behind those schools and those conferences, and they want out. And as I was stating earlier, you have Notre Dame trying to cram two more schools into, into that conference, but they won't join it themselves. I mean, Florida State has gone to the point of, like, partnering up with uh, J.P. Morgan Chase to find maybe some finances and financial help in buying their way out of the grant of rights and media contracts with the ACC because they see nothing but falling behind the Big Ten and the SEC, and it just drives them crazy with anger and jealousy and everything else. They're going through the grieving process at the ACC. Now, there was five other schools that would join them in a heartbeat, but those two have been probably the most vocal, with Florida State being even more vocalist, vocal by um, uh, saber-rattling and wanting just telling everybody and everybody to listen, we need to get more money, and the only way to do that is, to, is either ESPN give us more money in our deal, which ESPN's laughing its butt off. It's like, who told you to sign a 15-year deal, you suckers? 15 years on a media deal. Nobody does that. Because you never know how things are going to change, and things change badly for the ACC. They're stuck. Supposedly, this thing called the Grant of Rights dates back to almost when Jesus walked the earth. And it's supposed to be the most ironclad contract ever made by man. And the thing is, they don't allow you to see it. And if you do see it, you're not allowed to make copies, take pictures, or write notes. All you can do is read it. So... Good luck. You know, they, uh, the ACC has power and money-hungry schools, as I was saying, and realignment ever, is ever-looming, and they could be even more frozen out. Plus, Notre Dame's, ref again, Notre Dame's refusal to join the conference, or any conference, until they're, they have no other options. Again, to switch topics, I wish I had a sound effect for this. <laughs> Pac-12, well, Pac-4 notes. Washington State's president is kowtowing to the school's uh, faculty and professors. And you ask the question, why is he doing that? Because... They almost went out on and ha I don't, well, not call it strike, but they were going to stage a sit-in. Yes, they were going to sit in if they were going to spend any more money on. They were going to spend any more money in the athletic department, which is broke which has made a lot of bad deals, which have 
handle uh, the Washington State president, by the way, his name is Kirk Schultz, without a T. Kirk Schultz was given an ultimatum by his faculty and professors that if they spent, gave any more money to athletics, they were going to form a sit-in and not teach the students. Again, and I've said this how many times this podcast and last podcast was very, it was built on this premise. So my conspiracy is coming true. If any more money was given to the, the athletes, the brainiacs weren't going to do their job. They were going to do have a sit-in. They weren't going to teach the kids. But like I said again, Washington State has been, they're broke. They just <clears throat> spent money, bad money in athletics, bad decisions, and they were going to turn around and give them even more money. And the, and the brainiacs at Washington State said, no, you can't continue to do this. So... That's why Washington State and partly Oregon State are sitting out there by themselves with nobody wanting them except for the Mountain West and the American Athletic Conference, the AAC. And they don't want to go because they know those conferences won't give them the money they need. And they and actually they look down those schools academically too. So... You reap what you sow. Yeah, Washington State Athletic Department is on a spending and hiring freeze in the athletic department. They can't spend any more money than is already budgeted for their sports. And they can't hire in new people. They're so screwed. They're, they won't be able to re, Their football coach makes like $4 million a year. He's an alumnus. And he will not stay when they start talking about a salary cut. He's a proven coach at the Power 5 level. He'll just leave. It might break his heart to leave the school he went to as an athlete, but he'll just leave. Let's do some lighter things here. First one is about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning will now be a professor at the University of Tennessee. He's going to be teaching a class, and it'll, be, it'll deal with not Omaha, Omaha. It won't be dealing with Omaha. It will be dealing with strategy and communications. Who knows more about strategy than Peyton Manning on a football field? And with his Omaha Productions, Omaha, Omaha Productions, he can talk about communications. So that's a win for the University of Tennessee. Now the thing they got to make sure is that the class isn't just full of athletes. They got to make sure that everybody, and they'll probably do a lot, if they're smart, they'll just do a, a student body-wide lottery to take the course. But we'll see. We're talking about the University of Tennessee who is on probation, self-imposed probation, 
for handing out bags of cash in, in McDonald's food bags and other food bags and whatnot. So they're not the smartest uh, ornament on the Christmas tree per se, but we'll see. But it would be a great class to take from Professor Manning, who would probably start every classroom class day off with saying, Omaha, Omaha. And here's another fun fact or fun thing going out there in college athletics. First, and it kind of ties into a guest interview I had two weeks ago, a college roommate of mine named Van Hayden. Well, there's a band, cover band in Iowa. They're big fans of the University of Iowa football team, which is known for defense and punting in the last five years. Well, there's a cover band called Van Hayden. I have to let my friend Van know that they've uh, broken his copyright of his name. But Van Hayden, and they're a cover band of Van Halen. And the song that they wrote was Punt to the tune of Jump. So let's take a little listen to this. All right, that's enough of the bad singing. Uh, the guitar player did a decent job, but that's pretty much it for the group Van Hayden. And now I said earlier for the petty that if you were here for the petty, that you were in the right spot. Well, um, there's no place that will be as petty as the Big 12 this year. As and the Pac 12, <laughs> the Pac 4 remaining, uh, the Washington State President Kirk Schultz is also and his athletic director are, are making bad comments about the um, schools that have left the Pac 12. And believe me, if they could go somewhere else, they would go to and they wouldn't be making comments. But nothing gets more pettier than the uh, Big 12. And its conference director, or its conference president, woke up today and chose violence. As you will hear here next from a Austin, Texas, K V U E K V U E. Well, try to spit that out. There's a uh, young brother. He's a sports reporter, and he does a story on a. He does a segment on a story that involves Brett Yormark. The conference commissioner, that's what they're called, conference commissioner, and his interesting comments about a still member. So let's check this out. Now, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark woke up today and chose violence, apparently. 
At the Red Raider Club kickoff in Lubbock, the Big 12 commissioner wasn't shy about how he truly feels regarding Texas moving to the SEC. Candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you, okay? And coach, I'm not gonna put any pressure on you, but I'm gonna be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year, okay? Classless, clueless, and calculated are three words that come to mind after hearing that. Now, I say classless because as the Big 12 commissioner, you're responsible to look after every team in the conference without playing favorites. Last time I checked, Texas is, yeah, still in the conference. So for your mark to blatantly show bias against UT is simply unprofessional and low-key childish. His comments were also clueless, considering what the conference is losing with OU and Texas jumping over to the SEC. Between the two schools, last year they won Big 12 titles in soccer, swimming, basketball, baseball, softball, I lost counts on my hands, gymnastics, tennis, golf, rowing, oh, and track. So to say you're ready for the schools to leave is naive because the majority of your conference champions are the ones leaving. And finally, it's clear his remarks were calculated. This isn't just something you walk up to the mic and say as a commissioner, especially at the school that may hate Texas more than Oklahoma does. The problem is, maybe he didn't calculate enough. I would have pulled that shenanigan at TCU, if I'm being honest. Not the school that got a 70-piece put on them the last time <laughs> they came to Austin. Well but hey, what do well I know? I'm well just said. a sports anchor, so. <laughs> so there you go, the petty. <laughs> Hopefully I can bring the petty all season long. It probably will between the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and the SEC and everybody's leaving and joining in 2024. There's going to be a lot of petty out there. Well, we'll be back in a second to put a bow on this week's episode here on the JBB's Low Tech Podcast. When you need someone to listen a lawyer you know and trust. In a world filled with distractions, one law firm stands tall, fighting for justice. Bradshaw and Bryant. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. We take our mission very seriously. Our firm is dedicated to representing those who have suffered due to the fault of others, especially when they're distracted by their phones. Four seconds. That's all it takes to travel the length of a football field. But those same four seconds can change lives forever. Don't be the person who causes irreversible damage to others or yourself. Put your phone down when you're behind the wheel and be aware of your surroundings. Bradshaw and Bryant have championed the rights of the injured for over three decades. We excel at what we do. Bradshaw and Bryant is ready to fight for you. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Well, this is my first affair, so please be kind, handle my heart with care, please be kind, this is all so grand, my dreams are on parade, 
You'll just understand They'll never, never fade And tell me your love's sincere Oh, please Be kind Tell me I needn't fear Please be kind Cause if you leave me, dear I know my heart will lose its mind If you love me Okay, I thought I need to play that song, Please Be Kind, by uh, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> the only podcast where you'd probably hear uh, foreplay and Frank Sinatra in the same episode. But that was some deep petty by the conference commissioner, Brett Yearmark, down at the Big 12 toward Texas and Oklahoma, but especially Texas. So if you find anything or hear about anything petty out there in college football, let me know. Send me an email. But bigger than that, please click the like button, tell a friend, and continue to listen as I need your help. Also, as... um, Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant says, pay attention out there. Kids are going back to school. Pay attention on the roads. Put that phone down. Drive. I know there are times where I reach. I think I need to text or whatnot. And the first thing pops in my head is Mike's messages over the years, and I've put it back down. Pay attention to the road. Don't hit anybody else. Hopefully I'm not jinxing myself, but uh, knocking on wood here. But uh, pay attention out there. And also, uh, check out this website, www.linksarts. That's all one word, L-I-N-K-A-R-T-Z dot com for your caps, jerseys, T-shirts, jackets, and bowling shirts needs He's the man to check out. Go check out his white, uh, his uh, website. They do sublimation, which is the latest and greatest way to do jerseys and bowling shirts. He'll also do embroidery. So please check him out. With that, again, please click that like button. Pass me on to a friend. If you got any petty going on in college sports, pass that on to me. Until next time, look forward to talking to you all here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. JB is my name, and f***ing up motherfuckers is my game. Right on. Negro, black, African American, black, black, black. Django. JB. Damn, Dolomite. Great card in heaven, you know. Our great Negro sex machine.